0: Hey everyone, this is Kelly Bailey, owner of Kelly Bailey Wellness, and this is the BizFire Business Spotlight.
1: Welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight, where we are putting amazing small businesses right in the spotlight. We're helping them tell their story and ignite their results. I am your host, Jim Cermak, and you know what I love about doing this podcast? It's that every business, every small business has an amazing story behind it. You can't find a small business. You to ask them, how'd you get started? There's always a really cool story behind it, and today is no different. We have an amazing person with an incredible story. On the podcast today is Kelly Bailey. Kelly Bailey is a certified personal trainer and a certified holistic nutrition coach. She owns and operates Kelly Bailey Wellness out of her home near Lodi, Ohio. Her passion is helping women become strong, confident, healthy, and breaking the yo-yo weight and diet cycle. Man, I know there's a lot of people out there (laughs) that suffer from that. Kelly is the wife to a lucky guy named Mark, and she's a mom to 10-year-old Aaliyah. She enjoys all things outdoors including backpacking, hiking, kayaking and fishing. She's known as the funny fitness trainer and I am so excited to have today Kelly Bailey joining me. Kelly, welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight. Say hello to everybody.
0: Thank you so much for having me and hello everybody.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is just I'm really really I'm excited. The Funny Fitness Trainer is, is on my podcast, so I, I, I'm honored. <laughs> I am honored. Yes, I'm
0: <laughs> honored to be here too. <laughs> so
1: Kelly, well, let's, let's go back a few years. Go back to the beginning uh, before you got started in your business and tell us what made you want to become a, become a fitness trainer and then how you wanted to, why you wanted to start your own business.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Well, if I go back to the beginning. um, So when I was in high school, when I was younger, I was not athletic. So for all of those, uh, you know, when I post pictures of myself and, you know, I am the funny fitness trainer and I use humor a lot to diffuse um, (laughs) touchy situations and touchy subjects and maybe my own emotions a little bit. But um, a, a lot of people would look at the photos of me now and they would think, well what does this skinny and and I'm not going to swear on your podcast but <laughs> what does this skinny bee know about weight loss or about you know about my struggles with athleticism <laughs> and I did not grow up an athlete I did not play any sports when I was younger I didn't do soccer I did you know none of that so nothing through high school nothing through college. In college, I met a guy who was really into weightlifting, and so it was good in the aspect that he kind of got me into weightlifting and maybe a little bit of healthier eating. Um, though I still gained a whole bunch of weight in college, like the typical, you know, <laughs> college uh, kid, you know, uh, being on their own for the first time. But the the sad part of that story was that um, he also. Um, he was trying to change what I looked like. And so he would, um, it it was a little bit, you know, on the side of verbal abuse where he would, you know, tell me he didn't really like how I looked and he wanted me to be thinner, you know? And so at that point was when, you know, I started to become really interested in health and fitness and nutrition, But at the same time, I was struggling with these issues of, you know, my body image. And it was really the first time that I started experiencing that struggle. Um, And, you know, my weight was beginning to fluctuate quite a bit. And I was thinking a lot about like how I looked and being really self-conscious. So, and, um, you know, my, and my weight over the last 20 or 30 years has bounced around quite a lot and, and it still does from time to time. And so I understand what women go through and my experience over the past 20 years um, has, has basically, I think, led me to a point where I found a really good balance of, um, uh, of exercise and nutrition, but also still living my life so that, you know, uh, it, I'm not having to give up entire food groups. And, you know, if I want to have a glass of wine, I'm not afraid to do that. So from there, I graduated college with a, actually a degree in environmental studies, and I actually worked in the field of environmental studies. I was actually a, a freshwater fisheries educator yeah. for Ohio State University Extension for three years. So basically, I was going out and teaching kids how to fish, which was a ton of fun. But in the end, that job, uh, that, that work didn't end up working out for me. So um, I switched over and I started cutting, don't ask me how I got into this. I started cutting grass and plowing snow. And then um, I got pregnant with my daughter and I stopped working for a while. And then uh, that was sort of right there. When I got pregnant with my daughter, that was the first time where I started really getting into the, the nutrition side of things and really wanting to learn like, how do I make my body healthy so that... I can grow this healthy baby and have a healthy pregnancy and you know uh, have an easier birth and it was the, really the first time in my health and fitness life where I wasn't so concerned about my weight or my appearance it was more about my health and all of a sudden that was the key that was where I learned that the motivation to be healthy Um, and the continued motivation has a lot more to do with appearance or has a lot less to do with appearance and more to do with those really important motivational factors. That was a really important, part of my journey. And then when, when I had my daughter, she, she was probably about three years old and I decided that I wanted to take it to the next level and, um, become certified as a personal trainer. And that's, that's what I did. And then from there I became certified as a, a holistic nutrition coach and here I am. I decided to start a business because I wanted to be at home while my daughter was still young. And 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 that's kind of how I got to where I am right now.
1: There is so much I love about your story. <laughs> uh, because you you overcame a lot and you you made that decision. It's funny when I hear how when you decided to change going from being concerned about your body to really being concerned about your health is when you were focused on somebody else, your daughter. Yeah. And you said, yeah. okay, you, take, you took the spotlight off of yourself and you said, okay, I, I need to do this for somebody else. It's not for me now. It's for somebody else. And I need to become healthy. And like you said, that was the key. Instead of just working out all the time and, and, and worrying about what do I look like, you really making that lifelong positive change that is going to serve you yeah, it's, long-term?
0: It's really a mind, it comes down to a complete shift in your in your mindset. When you are focused on your appearance and you're constantly thinking, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, um, I need to look better, I need to look better. Unfortunately, in the long run those those types of goals just don't seem to keep people motivated. I found it was very difficult for me to stay motivated to continually exercise and to mostly I think because I was being mean to myself you know when we're talking about changing our bodies for our appearance um, a lot of times we're, we're just very mean to ourselves, whereas it was a complete mindset shift when I got pregnant, I started thinking, I want to make my body as healthy as possible for the baby and for, you know, I, I just, I wanted to be so healthy. So it wasn't that I was always eating healthy during that time period and I, and I wasn't always working out, but every time I did, I felt really good about it. And so that really, what I find is that shift in the difference of when you're working out based on you want to change your appearance, sometimes it's like punishment. Or when you're eating broccoli because you want to lose weight, it's like punishment. Um, And you kind of dread doing it and and it's awful. But when you're doing it for that, that goal of, man, I, I really want to make my body healthy. When I would eat the broccoli or when I would eat the orange, I'd feel really good about it. And then when I ate ice cream, you know, I was kind of like, well, you know, I ate some ice cream. So what?
1: <laughs> but that's the attitude you have to have, right? Yeah, you, you got exactly f- Because as you said, uh, you know, no, well, nobody's perfect. And you, right. you said something so important. Don't be mean to yourself. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening out there right now going, Oh my gosh, that really verbalized in a way that I've never heard before. I am mean to myself. I never really thought of it that way, but I am mean to myself. And, and also forgive yourself, forgive yourself. You're, you know, you're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And there's going to be times, like you said, you're eating healthy. And then all of a sudden, Oh, you, 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 you slip up or, you know, not slip up, but you allow yourself to have some ice cream. Okay, fine. You had it. Don't beat yourself up. Now just keep moving forward. It's just keep moving forward and, and continue to try to yeah, make I, good choices, right?
0: Yeah, I, I have yet to, to meet anybody who has hated themselves into losing weight, at least long term. It, it just doesn't work, and and what people also fail to take into account is that, you know, when you look at human biology and human evolution and human nature. When we are around food, our brain is programmed to have us eat that food. And, and this is sort of where the, you know, I would know we were going to talk, I have a program on intermittent fasting. This is where the intermittent fasting comes into play a little bit because it actually follows the natural rhythm of human biology and human, human evolution. So right now it's like we're surrounded 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's food all the time. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you're around food, your biology is telling you to eat. So the intermittent fasting, again, because we can kind of put brackets around when we eat, instead of so much saying, well, I'm not allowed to have this food or that food, it just seems to be a lot easier for people to manage the intermittent fasting. And and it works even apart from changing, you know, it's still great if you can... Eat a little healthier, but at the same time, intermittent fasting seems to work for people without, apart from changes in their, their actual diet or what they're eating.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because intermittent fasting is such a big topic right now. It is huge, hugely trending, and I think a lot of people don't really know what it's all about. Can you go into a little more depth of exactly what is it? What is it? I mean, what what does it look like in uh, someone's week? say an average week, what does intermittent fasting look like, and how does it fit into your regular schedule or your regular diet?
0: All right, so a lot of people are, you know, when they hear the word fasting, it's a very taboo thing, like, oh my god, you're starving yourself, and it's like, no, I, you know, that that is not what it is, um, so intermittent fasting, or some people call it time-restricted feeding, is basically you are giving your body a break. And believe it or not, your body needs a break from digesting food constantly. So, and most people don't realize how big of a feeding window or an eating window they have. So most people, let's say you're getting up at 6 a.m. and the first splash of cream you put in your coffee, that's breaking, everybody's fasting. If you're sleeping and you're not eating in the middle of the night, you are fasting. That's a fast. So, but from the minute you wake up, most people eat something or put cream in their coffee or they're, they're ingesting something within 30 to 45 minutes of waking up. So let's say you put some cream and some sugar in your coffee at 6am and then you have your final meal or snack, which most people are snacking at what, 10 or 11pm, your body hardly gets any time to really complete the digestion process and allow the cellular cleanup processes, which is also, you know, you'll hear the buzzword right now, autophagy. Um, Those cellular cleanup processes that need to happen in the body, we're just not getting enough time to do those things. And so what intermittent fasting looks like for most people is doing um, 14 to 16 hours of fasting, And then, you know, the rest of their time would be like the feeding window. So for me, if I'm doing a 14-hour fast, I'm going to try to stop eating by 7 p.m. And then um, I will start eating again by 9 a.m. the next day. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's not – in most people, the easiest way to look at it is, you know, you, you skip breakfast or you eat breakfast a little bit late. And here's the really interesting thing. In both humans and animals, the studies are showing that just compressing the feeding window, so just kind of squeezing the same amount of calories and not changing anything about what you eat, you, some, some people will actually, and, and my, in my studies and rat studies, it shows the same thing. They will actually lose weight eating the same things, eating the same amount of calories, just compressing it into a smaller window. Their blood sugar control, their insulin gets better. Blood pressure um, is reduced just by compressing what you eat into a smaller time frame. So, I mean, the science coming out on it is really interesting.
1: It's fascinating to me, so fascinating, because I always thought intermittent fasting, when I would hear a 14-hour fast, I'm thinking 14 waking hours, not that, oh. I can do this. Now all of a sudden it's doable. (laughs) It's doable. Right.
0: Cause most of it, you're sleeping.
1: Yeah. Wow. Did not know that. That's fantastic. I, that, wow. A little victory for me today because I, (laughs) I think I can do this now. (laughs) I may have to give this a try cause I I have friends that, that swear by it and they say, Oh my gosh, I've never felt better. And uh, so that's, uh, that's outstanding. And uh, for everyone listening, a couple things I, I think you're hopefully you're you're taking away from uh, from this conversation. Number one, Kelly knows her stuff. She is she is on top of it. She is. I, I'm very impressed by your knowledge and uh, how you just talk so so freely and so eloquently about this. Number two is how you would be to work with, and that is compassionate. I I, uh, I found that earlier, and that is you know forgiving yourself. Don't be mean to yourself. It's not about okay, here's your, you know, it's not biggest loser and we're going to uh, be on top of you and, and just ride you until you've lost that weight. It is more about a lifestyle change and doing things for your health instead of just the way you look. So I'm hoping everyone is getting that as well. So Kelly, <laughs> thank you so much for, for uh, walking us through intermittent fasting. Can we go back to, not go back to, but, uh, Part of your, your uh, certification, you all are a certified holistic nutrition coach. Tell us what that means.
0: Basically, what this comes down to is, is kind of like what I, what I it, it goes with my whole idea of being kind to yourself. And the reason I went with the particular program, so I, I became certified through um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And the reason I decided to become certified through them was I really liked their philosophy of everybody is different, so no one diet is going to work for every person. And this is what we see play out. And in fact, 95% of people who go on a diet with the goal of weight loss will regain the weight within a year. And it's about 99% failure rate within five years. Wow. wow. So yeah, which, which is crazy. And the, the thing is, is that the research shows this over and over and over and over again. And yet what do doctors keep on doing? And I, and I'm, I'm not trying to give doctors a bad name here, but what do we keep on doing? We keep on putting people on diets, calorie restricted diets And they just don't work. And then what happens is people, they blame themselves, you know, because it's always the blame game. Well, you weren't able to stick to your diet. It's a willpower thing. It's not a willpower thing. Because if there was a diet out there that worked, we would all be on it and we would all be healthy and at a normal weight. And, And that's just not the case. And in fact, the obesity rate continues to rise despite the fact that we have all of these new diets that continue to pop up. So I liked the Institute for Integrative Nutrition's philosophy because they We're really, I got to learn about all of the different diets that are out there. And my job is to help people discover what foods and what particular diets might work for them. And so what I typically tell somebody who comes to me, one of the first questions I usually ask them is, are you interested in any particular diet that you've heard about? Or, you know, we talk about what kinds of healthy foods do you actually like? Do you know what feels good in your body? Because the thing is, it's different for everybody. You know, eggs for some people are going to make them feel great. And then for other people, it's going to make them feel like crap. So it's a very individualized approach to, to nutrition and wellness. So that's kind of, uh, that's kind of why I went with the more holistic approach to nutrition, because again, you know, trying to just, you know, give somebody a cookie cutter diet, I have never found that to work.
1: That is, it's a, a great way to go about it. And I, I as you're sitting there t- saying, uh, talking about the individualized uh, planning and and talking with them, what feels good to you? I, I think that is that's so important and so different. That's not not a lot we what we hear uh, today. We hear a lot about, like you said, this specific diet or the keto diet or the paleo diet or whatever diet it is, and it's very very specific, not to the person but to the diet. And like you said, one uh, one thing will work for one person and not for another. Uh, so that's a great approach to take. And, and uh, it sounds like that's the way you approach uh, all your clients, which is well, fantastic. yeah,
0: and and that's that's also where you know I, I know um, you you probably knew that I, I I do teach quite a bit of mindful eating practices too, along with the intermittent fasting, and and the the struggle for people sometimes is is that we live in a culture of when when I want to lose weight, I want to have lost it all yesterday. And we kind of need to get away from that idea of fast weight loss because again, 99% of uh, of these diets fail people and it's not their fault. So I try to get people back to that place where they're actually paying attention to, um, you know, their hunger levels and their satiety levels. Like, hey, I'm eating right now. Am I, am I starting to feel full? Like, how do I want to feel after this meal? And how is this food affecting me? How is is it, how is it feeling in my body right now? How do I feel an hour from now? How do I feel two hours from now? And how do I feel tomorrow? Um, and when you start, it, it, the, the process takes some time, um, and it takes some awareness. But when you you start to have these little moments of like, you know, like oh my gosh, I'm going to stop eating right now because I don't I don't want to feel like crap. I'd like to go take a walk after dinner or something like that so it takes some time but at the same time you become very in tune with your body and you begin to trust your body and that's something that a lot of us have lost is we we've, we've lost the trust in ourselves you know everybody's like well just give me a plan i need boundaries and it's like, no, you need to listen to your body because if you trust your body, it will tell you when it's hungry. It'll tell you when, when to, and it'll tell you when to stop eating. And it'll even tell you if you're listening really closely, it'll tell you what to eat too. So again, it's just, it's a process of of, of becoming more mindful and aware.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. And I've heard studies uh, that were done of uh, people that have hit a hundred years old. And I think this was done in Japan. Uh, and they said that the one thing that was consistent, and it's, it's part of the Japanese culture, the people that have not only hit 100, but they're still healthy at 100 and still active at 100 years old, is that one of the, the key things is that they listen to their body and they stop eating before they're full. They stop eating bef- when they're like 80% full.
0: Yes, it's, it's a concept called haruhachibu. They stop eating when they're about 80%. I, I, I wanna get that tattooed on my body somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so what Kelly is saying is not just her theory. It's not just uh, what feels good. This, there is scientific studies behind this for people that live long, healthy, active lives. And if that is what you want, then you've got you to at least reach out to Kelly and ask her some questions see if she can help you out. Oh my gosh. So, so Kelly, um, you help women, you help women, you want them to become stronger. You want them to break that diet. Yo, yo, tell us, walk us through if someone's, if someone listening today, I think I, I want to reach out to Kelly. What is the process when someone comes to you for the first time, walk us through what is like doing business with you?
0: Well, most people reach out to me either through email or through um, they find me on Instagram or Facebook and so they'll message me through one of those channels. Um, And what I typically do is they'll tell me a little bit right off, um, but then I I almost immediately set up a phone interview um, where I usually spend 20 to 30 minutes just talking about them, getting to know them. Um, We see if we jive, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and you can just tell that it's like not a great fit. And then I try and refer them out to somebody else. Um, But Uh, Beyond that, you know, I'm able to ask them some questions and um, I see if we're a comfortable fit. And that's really important because, like I said, I do try to have a lot of empathy for the people that I work with. And I know how hard it is for somebody to reach out in the first place. Um, And so that is just such a huge step. And I try and let them know that, you know, hey, I know how hard it was for you just to reach out for this first, you know, this for this first email or this first contact. So I try and be really cognizant of that. And then again, you know, like I said, we, we set up uh, our initial consultation and then um, we go from there and it, and I base it on the individual. So beyond that, it's really hard for me to say like, you know, where it goes from there because some people want um, just like over the phone coaching. Some people want to come and see me in person for fitness training. Some people want exercise programs. Some people want to be in the online intermittent fasting program. So, you know, again, it really depends on what the client needs.
1: Well it sounds like it's a great program uh, how you you personalize it everything is personalized and that is what people need more than just a, another cookie cutter approach or or something where they have to do everything and and come up with <laughs> come up with their own processes their own programs you will be able to help them get them into the program that they they need that is going to be specific for them that's fantastic So Kelly, do you have any pro tips, any tips from a, from a trainer, from a holistic coach, nutrition professional, how can we be healthier? What are some good tips?
0: All right. My, my super simple tips are going to be, I mean, these are the things that if you can focus on just these few things consistently, and I like to tell people, just imagine if you did these things every day for the next year, you are, your, your whole life, your whole body is gonna be changed by just doing, by just picking a few simple things. So drinking more water, um, hydration is huge. So drinking more water every day, trying to make sure you're getting that, those eight glasses of water every day. And again, imagine where you're gonna be a year from now if you're hydrating well every day walking as much as you can and and even we get in this mindset of like oh i've got to do an hour long workout or it doesn't count a 10 minute walk every day over the course of a year you are going to be light years ahead of where you were if you're not doing anything if you're sedentary a 10 minute walk every day is going to make you so much healthier a year from now you don't have to kill yourself with exercise so water walking trying to get enough sleep. I know that that's a tough one for people. I'm not even going to go into that too far. Um, eating more vegetables, add some fruits or some vegetables to your meals. That's the number one thing. When I look at, when I do a diet analysis that somebody, you know, they'll track for me for a week. The number one thing that always comes up is I see they're hardly eating anything like any whole plant foods. (laughs) Um, and then, um, Every now and then, this is the intermittent fasting piece, give your body a rest from eating, you know, let your, let your digestive system rest. And that could be a 14 hour or 16 hour fast, you know, what? It, and again, if people are interested in fasting and they can come and talk to me and see if it's a good fit for them. But those are, those would be my pro tips. So it's water, walking, sleep, eating more fruits and vegetables and giving your body a rest from eating every now and then.
1: I love that because they're simple and they're doable. And yes. hopefully maybe a couple of you that didn't feel so good about your life, you're, you're thinking, wait, I already drink a lot of water. Yay. You know, Minor victories, baby steps, taking those yes. steps, making those little changes can mean such a huge difference. And like Kelly said, if you do these little things in a year from now, if, if you're not doing them today in a year, you are going, to, you, you, will, you will be amazed at the change that will happen in your life. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing those uh, with the listeners and giving people a little hope, like, wow, okay, I can make these kind of changes. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to be perfect. You can do this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kelly, you know, one of the requirements of being on the business spotlight is that you've got to have a special offer for the listeners. So what is your special offer that you have for us today?
0: Um, I am more than happy to offer um, a free personal training session um, in, so that would be in my studio for anybody who's local um, or a 50% discount on my next online intermittent fasting coaching course.
1: Wow. Fantastic. So a free personal training session in person right in her, in her studio or a 50% discount on the next online intermittent fasting coaching course reach out to Kelly and find out when is the next one. Take advantage of this. If you've ever wondered about intermittent fasting, is it right for you? Don't just don't just guess. Don't just guess on it. Get the help of somebody who knows what they're doing so that you're doing it right, so you get the results that you really, really want. That's outstanding. And- Thank you for making those special offers, Kelly. I really appreciate oh, yeah. it.
0: And I wanted to ta- I also wanted to say, Jim, really quickly that Anybody who wants to reach out to me, I am not a pressure salesperson, so if you just want to reach out and you're afraid that I'm going to, like, try and pressure you into a program, that's not how I operate, so please, you know, if you're if you're on the fence, reach out and talk to me, um, you know, and I'll, I'll give you information on anything that you have questions about, and, you know, and we'll go from there, but I won't pressure you into any sort of a sale. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go. No risk. No risk. Reach out. Yes. Reach out. Which which leads me perfectly into my next question. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you, Kelly?
0: So oh, they can go to my website um, and they can also view my blog, which um, is at www.kellybailey.fit. Um, so that's k e l l y b a i l e y.fit. And so I post, I, I pretty much post weekly to the blog, um, and my contact info is there, or they can email me directly at kellybailey 1980 at gmail.com.
1: Fantastic. So and I will drop that uh, information as well as the rest of her contact information, her Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn pages. All that will be in the show notes, so just click on the notes button or the show notes button on your podcast player, and you'll be able to see all of that, as well as the details on her amazing offers that she's making today. You have no reason not to reach out to Kelly. You want to get in a better shape. You want to feel better about yourself. You want to stop that yo-yo dieting. Kelly Bailey is the person that you want to talk to And you know it. You know it after listening to this episode. So Kelly, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. You dropped so much wisdom and so much great knowledge. People, I'm sure, I was taking a bunch of notes as as you were talking. (laughs) This was outstanding. So thank you so much for coming on and thank you for sharing it with everybody.
0: Thank you for having me on. I really Uh, appreciate it. I really had a good time.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. So did I. So did I. And for everybody listening, if you are a small business owner or you know an amazing small business and you want, you know, they've got to get their story out there. If people only knew their story. This is a great way to do it. You can be a guest on my podcast. Just go to Iwantthespotlight.com. That's Iwantthespotlight.com. Fill out the form and we'll see what we could do to get you right here in the spotlight. And so thanks again, everybody for listening. Thank you, Kelly, for joining me today. And we will see everybody next time right here in the spotlight. Do you know an amazing small business that would like to share their story and be on the BizFire Business Spotlight Podcast? Get over to I and register today.